this week on a very Christmas Bamfcast. We had no idea what we were getting into, but we stayed frosty and iced this one over. One partridge, we're in. A pear tree. All right, welcome to hey, Bamfcast. Bamfcast. Episode 65. Nintendo 65! <laughs> no. Oh. No. Sorry. Once is enough. Sorry. A very Christmassy 65. Right. Right. Exactly. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. And I'm the Beach. And what we do here at the Bamfcast each and every episode is we chill out, sit back, watch a terrible movie. Then we come in here and we talk about said movie for about 30 minutes. Then mm-hmm. we rate said shitty movie. Uh, one, two, five jocks if it's a good bad movie, an enjoyable bad movie, after robot jocks. Or it gets one to five bags, negative sliding scale, as some douchebags after Twilight. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so woo. to get us in the holiday spirit, we decided to watch 1998's Jack Frost. Whoops. Starring Michael Batman Beetlejuice Keaton as Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. A frightening anthropomorphic snowman he's the snow with the most babe right uh, all right <sighs> i had to work that <laughs> in no, 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 no. <laughs> well, you know you did <laughs> okay so let's get a plot summary out of the way and let's let's Please. tear this tear this bad boy Whoa, apart. why don't you do that for us jack frost is a singer who's on the road most of the time so he can't spend a lot of time with his son charlie although they love each other very much when jack dies in a car accident charlie becomes a very sad young man until Jack returns as a snowman. Yay. Now they can do all the things they've missed when Jack was human. But what will people think when they see Charlie talking to a snowman? And what will happen when the weather gets warmer? <gasps> He'll die. He will <laughs> melt again. into oblivion. <laughs> yeah. Charlie will be fatherless again. Again. Hey, so. Charlie, you like having a dad? <laughs> Too bad. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Where to start? I don't know. Okay, how about offender number one? Like, where we knew we were in for pain right from the start. Kelly Preston. He's been on our list. Oh. We've talked about it. The Destroyer of Worlds. Oh, yeah. Mark Steven Steven Johnson. Johnson. <sighs> written story and written... Well, written by with, like, three other dudes. Yeah. So, but yeah, his his story, right? Yes. Um, unfortunately, this is, this is the man who inflicted one of my least favorite movies of all time, Simon Birch, right on the world. Unfortunately, to me, the biggest offender of this movie is the director Troy Miller, because it's it's all right. It's one thing that he had the career that he had back in the earlier '90s, where he was doing TV and mostly involved with things like Mr. Show and the early Tenacious D TV show. Mm-hmm. But then he has the gall, the audacity to bring some of that into this movie in the, in the form of many of the secondary Mr. Show people popping up in this movie. Oh, really? And including like a two second clip from Mr. Show when the kids flipping channels at one point. Mm. Okay. So that's that number one is the, the biggest offender of this thing to me. Um, but now let's talk about the rest of the movie. <sighs> That's 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 the behind the scenes. Now let's talk about the actual finished product here. I hope Michael Keaton got a big boat out of this one. A nice big, nice speedy big boat. fucking like thirty six well, foot, maybe like a fishing style yacht. Yeah, you know, shrimp boat, whatever he wanted. A fishing yacht, <laughs> yeah. fishing, fishing yacht. yacht. 
I, you don't know I, shit about boats. No, I don't. I hope he got a good ass boat. A good ass. That's boat. all I can say. Because yes. you can just. There's a certain point where he's doing voiceover for the snowman, where you can just feel the pain in his voice. <laughs> you can just feel the resignation that's, that's coming how, out of him. That's how good of an actor he is. That he was conveying this while going, "Oh my snowballs! Oh, oh, ow! <laughs> oh, snowballs!" Something in the tinge of his voice going, "I'm sorry, world, but I want a boat." <laughs> yeah, I could feel it. I could definitely Two feel Batman it. Two Batman movies. Not enough. I need another boat. Yeah, and he just had to be like, well, at least I didn't do Batman and Robin, right? <laughs> right. Right? Wrong. Right? Yeah. So. Oh. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm let's, not let's run, I liked Michael Keaton. Let's, let's run through yeah, the plot a little bit. Okay, so. What the hell did I say was in the summary? Okay, so he's a rock, he's a musician, not a rock musician. He plays he's like a bluesy, bluesy I want to be Stevie Ray Vaughan thing and type of his, music. And his band's about to hit it big. Yeah, and he's named Jack despite Frost, being Michael Keaton. As and the, the name of the band is the Jack Frost Band. Mm-hmm. And Clever band name. Yes, yes. Um, so. It was because the Dave Matthews band was already taken. <laughs> so he's like, oh, shit, Jack Frost band, fine. So Whatever. We, we get about what? Maybe 20 minutes of him alive? A lot. It feels like a, a lot. A lot more than I thought. Okay. So they show the the strained relationship that is really forced and just, oh, it's like, I just kind of want to slap both of them because they're like, First off, they live in the small town in, in, in uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't matter the name, but it's just outside of Denver. They live in this really nice house for him, supposedly being a struggling musician who hasn't yeah. yet made it. And her working in a bank. Yeah, she's a, a bank teller. teller. They live in a really nice house. Um, yeah. So it's one of those right off the bat. You're like, what, what, what? And so he's like just about to make it. Oh, and there's the record producer sitting in the audience like, Hey, Chuck, it's me, Marvin. Is this the sound you want? Playing, holding up the cell phone. And yeah, and so it's like, this guy's apparently like, we got to get them signed before Christmas because it matters when bands get signed and put out albums. It's very time constrained. Yeah, something like that. Right. So this has to happen. So they're in the recording studio, you know, cutting their album and he misses the son's hockey game and he feels real bad about yeah. that. So he's like, "Oh, we're going to we're going to go up to the mountains and chill in the cabin and we're going to make it all up to you. We're going to have a great Christmas vacation here." And mm-hmm. and uh so he's uh, you know, trying to do his thing, trying to he goes off because uh, whatever, like the record producer's like, we have to do, I have to see you now on Christmas yeah, Day. I don't care. They have to play. You have to play on Christmas Day. Three other bands are going to be there competing right. with you. Something. And we are, we're only going to sign one. We're a battle of the bands in my house on Christmas. Yeah. So he's like, oh, fuck that. My family's more important. Gets in the car and starts driving toward him and dies. Dies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> the whole time we're just like, when, when's he going to die? Yeah. I, I take issue with a lot of these movies where they're like, oh, no, I'm not spending any time with my family. My family, like... They hate me because I'm trying to do things to make things I'm trying better. to provide for my family. I'm trying to provide for my family, and I try to explain that to my son, who doesn't seem to care. But, my son's a little asshole. Yeah, but then I'm going to go f- play this party up in Aspen, which isn't actually all that far from where our cabin is in the mountains. So, um, yeah, see you guys later. <laughs> Not, hey, mm-hmm. 
Why don't, no, you, hey, come why don't you come with me? Us? Yeah. And we'll just do Christmas in Aspen. Yeah. yeah. Which is probably a pretty fucking awesome place to do Christmas. Sure. Just saying. Why not? Just throwing that out there. Especially when you're going to be like at a giant house party for a record executive. Sure. There's going to be bitches and booze and big screen TVs yeah. all over the place. It's going to be like snow and the kids will love it. more than one kind of snow yeah. all over the place. Maybe that's be, why he didn't want his wife yeah, maybe. there. They'll be yeah. making it rain with snow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, he's dead. And we cut yep. to one year later. One year later, and mm-hmm. little Johnny is sad. Yeah. <laughs> what was his name? Charlie. Charlie, Charlie sure. He's not going to lie, Charlie. Your father's going to die. <laughs> not going to lie, Charlie. <laughs> Nothing I can do about it. Father's going to drive off a cliff in a snowstorm. Yeah. So yeah. he's... I heard the banshee. He's kind of distant. Uh, he's fallen away from his friends, yeah, doing poor in school, blah, blah, blah. He's just not... He's, he's not, not himself Life's anymore. not good for him anymore. No. First, I didn't have my dad who didn't really love me, and I was dealing... I was doing really good in school, and now he's gone. Gone. I, I don't he care. He didn't even get on any drugs. That's bullshit. Yeah. He should have yeah. been doing drugs. But, uh... Yeah, so... They have the scene where he gets all... He gets all angry, and... His life just isn't the same, and he's trying to snuff, shovel snow on the driveway, and he's just getting more and more angry, because there's so much snow, and... And he yeah. sees the sticker of his dad's band on the handle of the snow shovel. Right. It just gets him rages so out. Yeah. And then we <laughs> get one rage. Of, then we get one of those fake crying scenes with no tears. Right. When the mom shows up and says, it's okay, honey. Who's Kelly okay. Preston, by the way? Not that it really matters. Just throwing it out there. I she, never really paid attention to Kelly Preston, but she's a rather attractive young lady. She's good yeah. eye candy. Yeah. John Travolta and his, his science uh, people did pretty good. His science machines. <laughs> science machines. His robots. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but uh, so he builds a snowman out front for because that's what he and his dad did when his dad was still alive. Right. And yeah, we didn't mention the magic harmonica. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his dad tells him some bullshit story about how he got this harmonica. Yeah, from like old boy Wayne or something. And then he tells dad- him the real semi bullshit story, which is he bought it like the day the day you were born, little Johnny. I went across the street and bought this harmonica, <laughs> Charlie. Well, yeah, I whatever. While, while your mom was bleeding out. Yeah. <laughs> while your mom was bleeding out. While they were scraping placenta off the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really rough birth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they weren't sure if she was going to pull through, but I had my harmonica, so yeah. everything was. I was ready with a blues song just in case the worst happened. It was the happiest day of my life. My, my wife almost born. died. But my, my wife, wife almost died. died. <laughs> Yeah, so he gives him the saddest harmonica. day of my life was when my <laughs> wife almost died. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he gave when he was still alive. He gave him the, this harmonica, and he pulls it out after building the snowman and plays one note. And apparently, whoosh, ripped out from heaven like Buffy in season six. Mm-hmm. Down comes Michael Keaton into the habitate a snowman and become the scariest Muppet of all time. God. He's fucking terrifying. I take that back. Are we qualifying the Garbage Pail Kids as Muppets? I mean, they're not They're actual, worse. But yeah, they're worse, but I mean, this is actually Henson material. This is mm-hmm. actually the Jim Henson company did this fucking snowman, and it's terrifying. Yeah. Maybe there's something in the Dark Crystal that's more terrifying. Well, least, I don't know. At, and at least when he first sees it, he reacts accordingly. Sure, sure. Because, you know, it's not like, oh, there must have been some magic in that old silk hat we found. He's like, oh, fuck! <laughs> fuck! Fuck! <laughs> Nicely done, sir. Very well done. You're welcome. You get a. You might get a Christmas present for that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but that's the kids like, 
oh jesus fuck what the fuck he barricades himself in yeah. the house and yeah yeah and and, and meanwhile michael Keane's just like oh hey oh shit hey. I'm, a, I'm a snowman what, oh, what love the? you charlie hey charlie it's me it's me it's your dad, your dad, I, dad. I might be a snowman but <laughs> it's cool <laughs> hey, you know? it's no big i just can't go you know yeah. I, I gotta stay cold but other than that same same dude right, right. yeah right let's party so yeah um so yeah he's terrified of snowman doesn't try to talk to him doesn't believe it's his dad until the next day mm-hmm. goes up and threatens him with a blow dryer <laughs> well that that too but he still doesn't trust him at this point he's just scared shitless but the side story is that there's the bully kids of course mm-hmm. and they have snowball fights which is apparently a big deal in this little town yeah, well, I mean, that's the opening scene of the movie. It's yeah. this big, gigantic, like, I mean, it's a pretty intense snowball fight. There's like 50 freaking kids involved in it. Right. Yeah, and so, uh, I I don't know. He goes out and he's distant. He doesn't care about joining the snowball fight, even though his little next-door neighbor girl who... There's a crush involved. I don't know if it's her way, his way, whatever. It's just, they're always... Well, there were Whatever. deleted scenes with a bad breakup between them. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. There was the whole date rape accusation. <laughs> Charlie was just like, man. Uh, my dad died. Now I yeah. got this yeah. on my record. <laughs> grades are slipping. <laughs> slipping. I'm getting B's instead of A's. It's it's rough. It's bad times. It's bad I suck time. my teacher's dick for blow. <laughs> Y'all don't know what it's like being male, middle class, and white. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's like... Anyway, he's just like not even going to pay attention and... and Jack Dick Frost goes, all right, let's have a snowball fight. Woo! And starts chucking snowballs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when no, he calls the, himself. The, um, <laughs> well, the setup for that is the little girl's hat's mit- been stolen yeah, or something, hat, something. Mitten or something. Yeah. They're and, playing uh, keep away from her. Yeah, She's like and, three foot tall. And little Jimmy Frost is supposed to be the, um, is Charlie. supposed to be the hero again. Charlie, damn it. <laughs> and <laughs> I know. And, um, He's like, no, can't do it. Too sad. Can't yeah. do it. He's not her hero anymore. And nope. old Snow Dad is like, oh, oh throw snowball at the bad kid. <laughs> that was now Sylvester Stallone. No, silly, this is Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. So, but he, yeah, he, so he just starts like yeah, doing he the like windmill sn- arms. Snowball matic five thousand. He's a snowball machine, and then he calls. He declares himself the Wizard of Blizzard. Yep, wizard. That he is. So that's two wizards in a row for us. Yep. So this ah, begins a, an intense chase scene of snowboards and extremeness and really yeah. horrible green screen. Yeah, and it's weird because the oh. kids that are chasing him, like, there's a snowman turning around and throwing snowballs at you. Yeah. And run, they're just like... God damn it, run. And they're, you know... They're eyeing the prize, man. It's, yeah, they, <laughs> all, they, all they care about is Charlie. You know? Fucker threw snowballs at yeah. us. This aggression will not stand, man. So I'm going to throw snow at this thing made of snow. snow. And only make it stronger, yeah. maybe. <laughs> if physics applies. <laughs> oh, God, we've angered it. It's abominable. <laughs> but yeah, so the chase so, yeah. ends and... They stop and finally they're like high fiving, like woo, we did it! Yeah. And then he's like, then they have the conversation. It's like, look, I'm your dad, asshole. Uh, and the kid's like, no, you're not. No. Yeah. So he finally comes to terms with yes until he calls him Charlie Boy, Charlie which Ball. apparently nobody would ever call him Charlie no. Boy. So. No, no, he never. must be his dad. Yeah. 
Should have had a weirder nickname, like I, I, something. Just like Checkerino. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Yeah. But yeah, so then it becomes the descent of the madness of this yeah. kid, basically. <laughs> because the kid becomes obsessed with spending time with the snowman. And he's taking him around through town on a sled and, you know, doing the whole, eat, you know, let's hide ET and the so mom doesn't find out kind of uh-huh. thing. Because for whatever reason, he doesn't want her to know. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Well, I don't because want my the, mom because to have a dad... chance to say goodbye to her husband. No. No, but no. J- Jack said he didn't want her to see him like that. She would have been happy to see oh, him. He, just, he was just happy to stalk her through the windows. <laughs> right. Cre- yeah. Creepy snowman looking through the window Oh, God, style. the more I think yeah. about this movie. The, the problem is he couldn't get a snowner. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't want to take that chance. Also... Warm, you know. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Give her some frostbite. <laughs> Ew. Um. Yeah, this movie's disturbing and crazy, and yeah, God, what a mess. And and he's imparting life lessons on his son that he mm-hmm. didn't get to do when he was. Yeah, he teaches him some hockey. The J shot. The J shot, which sounds very disturbing. It does. It does. Sounds like he probably gave uh, Kelly Preston a J shot or two. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's oh god, I don't even like want to talk about what happens in like Act Two on because it's just so horrific. Yeah, I mean, Act Two is just like a lot of very childish jokes. I mean, I understand it's aimed at kids, but right. yeah, he gets snowman. It's boobs. aimed at like retarded kids. Yeah, he gets snowman boobs during the snow fight. You know. uh, he constantly refers to his uh, sections of his body as his balls. Yeah. Um, so he's talking about cold balls. Cold balls, and, yeah. Yeah, and then just a lot of just lame 90s-isms almost kind of. Yeah. It just As he's like sliding down the mountain and just, I, I oh God, I, it's just like one eye rolling thing after another. And you can just yeah. hear, you can hear Michael Keaton's eyes rolling as he's saying half of them. Well, whoever played the um, the bully kid. Oh, dear God. I mean, this, it just has to be played back to him for the rest of his life. That should be his punishment. I'm jumping way ahead in the movie, but at one point when they, because any movie like this, your bully and your main kid are eventually going to at least come to a partial agreement. They're going to bond if, over the fact that they don't have fathers. Yeah. Or they're both something, bastards at this point. Something, you know, I mean, they're not, they're maybe they're not going to become friends, but they're at least going to have a mutual respect by the end. Yeah. You know? A begrudging respect. You, you could be my wingman anytime kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. But yeah, when, when, when we go Duchess style, <laughs> no old Natalie, when, uh, just <laughs> <laughs> threw me off there. <laughs> no, at one point, uh, Michael Keaton, the snowman guy finally pipes up and says something to him. It's like, hey, lay off my kid or something like that. He's like, holy shit. He kind of gets over it real fast. He's like, yeah. talk at the fucking he, snowman. Well, and then he's just like, I knew it. I knew it. I, I knew it. I saw I that. knew that snowman was alive and he was your dad. And he was throwing snowballs at me as I was chasing him down the mountain. But he has, I think, the single most groan-inducing line I've ever heard in a movie. <laughs> because he's, for whatever reason, it's like, Christmas Eve in, in 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 Colorado, and it's decided to plummet up to like seventy degrees. Which yeah, is well, they said it's like fifty five degrees. Up. Well, I mean, yeah. Has <laughs> anything in the history of anything yes. ever plummeted up? Okay, it's climbed rapidly. How about that? Sword. <laughs> it soared like an eagle to fifty five <laughs> degrees. I'm lucky I have any brain left whatsoever after watching this movie. So, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I can't what I'm doing, <laughs> what I'm getting to, is. 
it's become hot in the town, and he's going to take him up into the mountains where it's he can hot continue. in the city, hot in the city, hot, hot time in the city tonight. Yeah. And he's going to take him up to the mountains so he can continue to survive. And he basically needs dickheads' help to do this. And he, yeah. and when he finally kind of shrugs off and thinks about it for a while, he's like, "Well, Snow Dad's better than No Dad." <laughs> Ow. That Ow. was a, that was a joke of our caliber. And oh. you're a man who loves puns. Yeah, I hit myself multiple times. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I thought you were doing a slow clap, no. and then I realized you are smacking yourself on the forehead. <laughs> no. That was a very violent Picard maneuver. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it... Yeah, eventually they get him up in the mountain. They go to some cabin that... Who knows the know how they got there. Yeah, who knows. Yeah. But apparently they luckily jumped off of the truck, this truck they were riding the back of, just the right time to get to the cabin, their mm-hmm. cabin. Yeah, and so they have their little scene, and he's like, I got to go now, just yeah. because you got to get on your life, buddy. Oh, yeah. He's like, take he a powder. You got to get over it, Of course, it, he son. wins a hockey game. You know, no big deal, whatever. Yeah, the kid, he wins the big hockey game. With the J-Shot. With the J-Shot, yeah. of course. So, should we throw in uh, Henry, Henry Rollins yes. at this point? Because we oh, kind quack. of neglected. Yeah, we're, quack. We're, neglected we're the only person. Quack. Now, Quack. Henry Rollins is in this movie as yes. the hockey coach. Mm-hmm. Stu, I believe. Sid. Sid. Sid, sorry. But, uh, Sid. Sid. Stu. Gronkick or something Good like dog. that. But yeah, he's... Henry Rollins is in this movie. Yes, he is. The only thing I can think of is Henry Rollins like got all subversive, read the script, and was just like, this is the worst thing I've ever read. How can I not do this? <laughs> I've got to do this. And he only gets one truly good scene is when he's first trying to pump up the kids and he goes into Henry Rollins mode and he's just like, I want you to wipe the fucking floor with these guys. <laughs> and, you know, he's got the veins popping out of the neck and everything. Mm-hmm. No, but, that's not the good scene. Yeah. But then afterwards, <laughs> like, like he's the only one who sees Jack because after after Jack's son has rejected him as a horrible abomination of nature. He starts wandering the town sullenly, just, you know, kind of, what am I going to do? I'm a snowman now. No. Yeah. Life is no good. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Ah, stop doing that. (laughs) But yeah, so, so of course he's wandering down the middle of Main Street at, you know, midnight and Henry Rollins kind of pulls up in his Jeep. Sweet Jeep. Yeah. His sweet Jeep. And he just looks through the, you know, and Jack Frost recognizes, he's like, oh, hey, Sid. Sid, it's me. Sid, hey, Sid, Gronick. And then Henry, or Henry Rollins just looks at him and he's like, ah! <laughs> it's like, but it just keeps going. He holds it for as long as humanly possible and just throws the shit in reverse and the goes back up. The Doppler effect backwards was yeah. amazing. <laughs> backwards and then, you know, like turns, runs, goes down the street and you just hear the scream going all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the only good I, part of the movie i think um that was the only one that got a genuine laugh out of us i think rollins deserves deserves the ensign award do we yeah it's, it's it henry pretty, rollins it was a pretty good freak out too. It's, it's kind of a reverse ensign award i mean i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna allow it but <laughs> i'll I, allow it but i want to say this he does the freak out first and then he does the rape shower later 
Like he's in the van with the kids later in the movie, about <laughs> yeah. to take them to the hockey match. Yeah, and the snowman's just sitting there just in sitting front of the, the house, and he's got sunglasses on. He's just looking straight ahead. I'm not looking at snowman. I'm, and then it's like, and then, one of the kids like, "Hey, what's with the snowman?" He's like, "Don't say snowman he's in like, my van. <laughs> no one is to mention snowman in here. You do not say snowman." Yeah. So yeah, it's. But anyway, yeah, Henry Rollins got us the one genuine laugh that we didn't create ourselves right. by making stupid comments. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the end. You know. He says, hey, kid, get over it. I'm dead. Yep. I got to go. Right. Just to, just in time for the wife to show up and he turns into a ghost. Mm-hmm. Says, hey, watch Ghost. It's a better movie. Right. Ditto. Even though it's not that good, but still yeah. a better movie than this. It's true. Because. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Ghost. Yeah, me. Whatever. That's true. But anyway, yeah. So then he kind of floats off into the ether and life is good again. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it didn't end the way we figured it would end. <laughs> this is true because 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 it's all the whole time his best buddy from the band mm-hmm. has kind of been like hanging around the wife and he's gonna he's Mark like Addy yeah like trying to be the surrogate father figure for little Charlie. I was just hanging around for little Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then you know, and we're just like you know, at one point he's just gonna be like, I've always wanted to jam with a snowman. We were so hoping for a snowman scene. I yeah. was not. <laughs> no. And we figured the movie would end with this animated snowman jamming on stage with his band once again. God. Jack Frost and the Snowmans. But I think even even the people who wrote this were like, well, no, we can't do we that. Can't. Can't Too, we? Soon. No. Too soon. Yeah, we just can't. We have to teach a lesson or give a life lesson or impart knowledge or something and not just, hey, it's awesome to be dead and then not be dead and be a snowman. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. I, ha- it, I have to know how much Michael uh, Michael Keaton got paid for this. Have you been trying to Google that the entire the time? The entire time, yeah. <laughs> I can't find it. Uh, I don't think we're going to... All I know is the budget was $50 million. You know, he uh, God, he had to get what? Do you think he got five mil out of that? Probably. This was Because Michael Batman Keaton was still kind of hot. Oh, yeah. yeah. This was still his time. Yeah, this was really was the, ta- this was the tail multi- end of his career, though, really. Because, I mean, has he done anything lately? Was it before or after multiplicity? Um, after. Anything. Re- what do you mean? Like starring roles? No. I don't think. It, well, not like big starring roles. He was in like the other guys. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like the last thing I really remember him being like cars. the lead in was like White Noise. Yeah. And that was five years ago, probably. Really? That long ago? Okay. Yeah. No, but he's been doing like weird little bit part things. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Do we have anything else to add to this? This did not get me in the Christmas spirit. No. I got to say, there weren't even any presents. Because <laughs> he's just like, hey, Merry Christmas, buddy. This yep. is the best Christmas ever. And the kid's like, yeah, it's great. Other than no presents. And you kidnapped me and took me out to the middle of the. Now you're just leaving cabin. arbitrarily. Yeah. And hey, now you're just like, Merry Christmas. Your dad was dead. Now he's <laughs> Merry not. Christmas, now he's dead I'm gone again. again. Yeah. Merry Didn't Christmas. I? I'm leaving you behind. Yeah. And, Can commit and suicide next I day. May as well you. mention, yeah, terrible green screen effects, terrible computer animation. Terrible effects. Period. Yeah. And I don't know what Henson was doing. I don't you know, honestly, it's like it's one of those things where I don't know how they thought this was gonna work. I really don't. Who knows? I wonder if they were just like CG's come a long way. I gotta tell you. <laughs> we can do this. The world is ready for a living snowman movie. <laughs> yeah. We can totally do this. I don't, You know, I think another time, another place, another director, another screenwriter. Another this could have everything. Actually, yeah. I think this could have actually worked. 
Okay, so here here no. here comes the question before we start to rate this. Bigger offense of 1998 by Mark Stephen Johnson. Jack Frost, Simon Birch, same year. Simon, Simon Birch, Birch the because book it's, was it's a bastardization of something that's amazingly good. Okay. Yeah. Whereas this never had a hope. This is just a bastardization of life. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Just thought I'd throw it out there. Yeah. This no, is no, no. This Simon is plain... Birch is far more offensive because it could be something good. This was never going to be anything yeah. good, regardless of who was involved. Okay. Yep. Same year though. Just point that out. Yeah. This that, guy this... should be should be burned at the stake. I won't really argue with that. I can't believe Michael Keaton fold up out of sight with this. What the fuck? Yeah. <sighs> well, out of sight was just a cameo. I thing. know, but still, man's got to eat mm. on his boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure I'm hoping he, he saved up some of that for the last 10 years or so. Let's hope, man. But, oh, here we go. What? Mark Steven Johnson. Ghost Rider, Electra, Daredevil, Jack Frost, Simon Birch. Actually, Grumpy Old Men and Grumpier Old Men were tolerable. but So was Daredevil, but I'm one of the few people who thinks so. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. Daredevil's not nearly the, the travesty a lot of people make it out to be. No, it's just not very good. It's it's I mean, decent. It's okay. It's decent. It's not horrible. Most people will tell you it's horrible though, but yeah, I think it's decent. And big bully, whatever the hell that was. Yeah. All I know is the guy's an asshole. I'll still go with that. Let's get to some ratings, huh? Yeah. Let's, let's get in the on. Christmas spirit. Yes. <laughs> Let us hand out some bags of. Let presents. us grinch out and bag it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've got this one rated. I had it in the bag. Yeah, I've had it rated for a while <laughs> let's hear it it's four four bags Ooh. um the only reason it's going above a five is is henry rollins mm-hmm. that's it i i could almost go three but there's so much other pain like if he showed up maybe one more time it could have gotten a three yeah he was really he wasn't in it enough right because I mean, we, the we, three scenes he's in are awesome. And then the last hockey game, like, they don't even do anything good with him. He's just, like, the cheering coach. He's yeah. just screaming from the sidelines. I, I, part of me wants to just give it a five because it, it's terrible. I mean, it's this is not necessarily a case of we're the wrong target audience. I mean, I, I there like, is no target audience I like family this. movies. There are a lot of family movies that I like. I don't have a problem with them being some, some being mm-hmm. G or PG, you know, but this is just terrible. This is just one that gives family movies a bad name. Yeah, it really does. So because it treats the audience as if they're fucking idiots. Yeah. So I mean it's like Henry Rollins could almost bump it up to the 3 but then the other bad things and the fact that like I said my my affinity for Mr. Show and all of that what what is funny and it almost made me laugh in the movie because I knew exactly what sketch that was that he played for like 2 seconds on the TV is this um advertising sketch from Mr. Show mm-hmm. where if that sketch had gone on what's funny is they 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 do that. They like we we went to big uh, hula burgers or whatever, and we asked regular customers what they think of the burgers, and they're just like, "This burger's fucking great." <laughs> it just keeps getting. It's like I would suck this burger's cock, and it just keeps going on. And, and the person like the, the the executives are sitting in the room like, "We can't show this on TV." What? <laughs> yeah. So that's what's subversively kind of funny. So maybe even he wasn't on the joke. Like this, I'm I'm getting paid. Whatever. I I haven't. I got to feed my family. So (laughs) everybody, (laughs) at least people ate off of this. movie. Yeah. I'm just saying that's the only thing I can think. That's the only good that came out of it is people paid their bills. This movie gave people jobs. I'm thinking maybe like this actually would have been a hilarious like movie set to be on because like maybe like Michael Keaton, Henry Rollins, Troy Miller, like maybe these people are like in on the joke. Like they knew what a big pile of shit they were making and they were just like, all right, let's think of every weird little 
subtle in joke, dirty thing we can think of that we can slip somewhere in the background of this movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know either. But yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I I, I think it's it's a four bagger. Maybe even a three, but yeah, four is pretty. Four is pretty solid there, if only for Henry Rollins. Yeah, and and and, and any movie that gets a genuine laugh out of me at any point right. can't possibly be a five bagger because right, right. five bagger means irredeemable. No one should ever have to sit through that again. Yeah, this is pretty damn close, but yeah, it has that tiny tiny thing. Yeah, and we did get some good jokes out of watching this, but. Sure. It's just so stupid that... Mostly in the first 20 or 30 minutes when he didn't die. Yeah. Just waiting. And the, the death anticipation was probably the best part of the movie. <laughs> I was... We, we, I'm we, not going to lie. I got a little bit I got a little bit down when he actually did die. And I was just going to like, oh, all right, he's dead. Yeah, no. we were bloodthirsty for the yeah. first 20, die, 30 minutes. Son of a yeah, bitch, like, every time, like, he'd walk out in the street and be like... <laughs> oh, nope. He lived. The first shot of the movie is a snowplow. And we're like... Hey, fuck. Yeah, let's start this off right. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's after Oh, after the uh, after the musical sequence. Yeah, we're, we're like Lou in Hot Tub Time <laughs> Machine, just waiting for that dude's arm to get chopped off. <laughs> we're just like, when does Michael Keaton die? Oh. So, BJ. Yes. I'm going to give in to peer pressure here and go ahead and give it a four. Because it deserves it. I was in the giving mood. Were you? And I was like, gonna, you're going to go higher? Gonna I was going to give three? it a three. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, a you pretty, can speak your... Pretty lame three, but... Yeah. But, Speak your uh, thing. I, I honestly thought we that were was gonna... just because of the holiday spirit, and I realized that this movie <laughs> this sucked all the shit. holiday spirit out of me. I honestly I'm thought you were going five, and we were going to have to like almost try to boost you up from that, you know? Because like, oh, no. you were like, no. I just I want to stop watching this movie <laughs> several no, times. No, I, I did want to stop watching yeah, it, yeah. but I don't know. Henry Rollins got a laugh. Yeah, everything else was pretty shite. Right. It's so pretty, it's a pretty insulting movie. I mean, we had a good time making fun of it, though. Maybe before. So, uh, I guess we need to find out if the other Jack Frost movie, the horror movie, is like Christmas themed, or if it's just a killer snowman. Because yeah. maybe I don't can, care. It's a killer snowman. I'm just saying, dude. Like, do you know? Do we wait like till next year, watch it for Christmas, or do we just watch we can, it like we can, while it's still winter time? We can make an annual tradition. <laughs> Jack Frost <laughs> we, we at watch, Christmas time. We watch all the Jack Frosts because there's a Jack Frost two, two. not yes. from this one, but from the horror one, and then there's a 1960s. There's something. Like, yeah, there's some 60s ones too. Yeah. Oh dear God! I don't see how anything could be worse than this, though. I really who knows. I don't know who knows. Anyway, yeah, let's move on. We have plenty to talk about in the second half. Let's take a break. Break time. Frosty the Snowman is a fairy tale they say. He was made of snow, but the kids all know how he came to life one day. There must. Been some magic here that old silk had they found. All right, welcome hey, back. Hey, Bamcast. Second half of the Bamcast. Number two. So, um, what do we want to do? Do we want to do voicemails first, or we want to? Yeah, let's let's get some listener shoutouts. Okay. Yeah, one thing I want to mention real quick. Right. Um, Arena on Netflix. Thank you to Knobs of TVGP.TV for finding it for us. Yes. Forgot to mention that last week. Hey, the important so, thing is that it exists. And I, I know. And I think he might agree. And I think it's important that he was as excited as we were. Sure. I mean, so, shit. Steve. That was the correct, that was the correct uh, response to Arena being on Netflix. But Hell yeah. But yeah, so uh, we got some listener voicemails, huh? We do. Let's start. Which is amazing. With our old, I love listener voicemails. Our old favorite. The imaginary truck driver's back. 
Yay! It's Clint from Madison. Hey guys, this is the imaginary truck driver from Madison, Wisconsin. It's Clint. Hey, hey Clint. Just got done listening to the Wizard. Pretty good. I kind of remember that movie when I was in high school, watching it and remembering that it was really not very good. Uh, plus, I was an Atari kid myself. I'm a little bit older than you guys. Hey, got a movie suggestion for you. I was kind of picking my brain, thinking of really bad movies I remember growing up. And there was one, maybe you've seen it. I think it's out on DVD. It is called The Race, 1986, Charlie Sheen, very, very early in his career. It's got cars and ghosts and ghost cars, and I think it would be a good candidate. Anyways, have a good one, guys. Love the podcast. Bye. So The Wraith. The Wraith. We thought thought you said race for a second. Yeah. Yeah, but The The Wraith. Wraith. I think. It's got Randy Quaid and Clint Howard in it. Oh, man. Yes. Randy Quaid's on his own race right now (laughs) against Sanity. Yeah. He's losing. (laughs) He's losing. He's losing that race. Wraith. Whatever. Yeah. That Wraith. I actually want to say this is on a list of mine somewhere. Is it it on Netflix? Because it may already be in my queue if it exists. I think it might be one of those, like, it's saved. If it's terrible, I believe it's in your queue. Probably. That's just my guess, but I don't know these things. It's a, yeah, in queue, just on DVD though. But yeah, oh, somewhere wow. along the way, I, I came across this one. I, I, so it's somewhere in the DVD queue, but we may have to move it up because Ghost Cars. I'm sure you put in a search that said, what movies have Charlie Sheen, Sherilyn Fenn, Randy Quaid, and Clint Howard in them? <laughs> I only came up with one. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, awesome. Going to have to check that out as it was already in the queue. Not yeah. seen it though. Yeah, we got we got quite a few movies queued up right now though. Yeah, we, we got, do. But this next one, if we can find it from the next voicemail, may may have to go a little higher. Mostly because we didn't remember the guy's name, which we will now forever and ever and ever. I think so. Here we go. All right, this is Travis from Kansas City. I'm the guy that suggested all the movies by uh, the horrible, horrible producer uh, band. You seem to never remember my name, but I'm not bitter about it. Um, Anyway, I have a movie for you that's so mind-blowing that you just basically have to skip every other movie in your Netflix queue and watch it. It's called Forbidden Zone. It'll blow your mind, I promise you. And if you want an ad bonus, uh, they colorized it artificially because it's on black and white. So try to watch that one. It's a little bit more trippy. All right. Well, love the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. Bye. Travis. And would you Travis believe, sounded bitter. Would you believe in my queue? I didn't remember it by title alone, but I have seen things about this. Um it's what is with the poster? Yeah, it's basically I I want to say it's like a Danny Elfman thing. The director says Richard Elfman, which I don't know if that's like his dad, brother, something. I don't know. But yeah, it's Danny like, Elfman plays Satan. Yeah. It's some kind of weird Danny Elfman thing with Hervé Villachez and yes, it's it looks like fucked up mess on film. Yeah, and it's it's already in the. It queue. already looks like like we should find a dealer or something before we watch this. <laughs> it's a comedy fantasy musical. Sure, I'll go with all those. Okay, so apparently this is going to blow our minds. Uh, apparently, and the, so I and, think, and you know, Travis. Travis has earned some cred with us anyway from Finding Charles Band. Right. Even if he called him horrible. No, no, that's fine. I mean, there he's done some things that weren't were that were less than good. 
He did not produce Jack Frost. No, he did so not. So that makes him a better man than some. <laughs> that's that's true. Much better man than Mark Stephen Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So yeah, that that. Let me go to my queue. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna bump that up bump to next. Bump that up. I think that we're gonna do, go ahead and do that next. I just have to find it on the, the large, large, large list of next. <laughs> like as in like our next episode. Um, it might be. Oh, that's right. We we have we have two. Um, we have some movies planned, but it, it, it'll either be next episode or the episode after that because we're we're trying to work with someone to get him in here. We're trying, we're trying to get, get Zark back. Yeah, we're trying to get it's Zark back. It's been a while back. since we had Zark on. Yeah, so. and um, we have a movie that we're gonna that we're gonna punish him with. <laughs> we're saving it. I love that we're just vindictive about no getting him back. No, not at all. <laughs> maybe a little. Yeah, maybe a little. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, but we haven't we have an open movie somewhere along the way, and that just might have to be Forbidden Zone. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we'll, we'll have to get the race on there also, though. This is true. Man, we got so many suggestions. We got a race. We're going to have to do this like every other week or something. I know. We're three weeks in a row and then one off. I think that's what we should Maybe. do. Maybe. Maybe we do that. Right. Okay. Well, no, thanks for the uh, thanks for the voicemails, guys. We're so glad that you uh, called the Guard Phil phone hotline. And, and Travis, it's in the we'll memory. We'll never forget yeah. you, Travis. We'll never let I go. I mean, you... You share a name with one of the most awesome movie characters ever, the Omega Cop. Yes. So how can we how can we forget that? Jesus Christ! Never again. Yep. Why isn't it on Blu-ray Forbidden Zone? Come on. Anyway, so new movies. We saw some Tron, 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 Tron. Tron, Tron. So I think we're going to talk about Tron Legacy. Yeah, Something I tells watched. Me. I watched the original Tron. I did Tron mostly, and then watched Tron Legacy. Tron, and you saw also, yeah, well, Black Swan. I did. Swan. So Tron, 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 Black Swan. Swan, Swan. Yes, we're gonna talk Tron and Swan. Yeah, so let's do that. Tron, yes, Swan, yes, Tron Legacy. So yeah, Tron Legacy. We went and saw an IMAX 3D. That's 3D. the way you do it. We sprung for 3D. Mm-hmm. It was 15 bucks this time. It's gone up a dollar. Oh, was it less? I don't remember. It was fourteen bucks last time I saw IMAX 3D. Okay. Huh. Well, damn, damn inflation. Yeah. The man do take a bite, don't she? Mm-hmm. Man. And I have to say this: I really liked the 3D in this movie. Okay. I was really impressed. I think the smartest decision they made is was to film it in 3D. Well, yes, but also having the scenes outside of the grid be in 2D only. Yes. So then once you went inside yeah. and everything was 3D, it was like, oh, okay. Oh, shit. This is real. Wizard of fucking Oz. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. The, yeah. I mean, that's what... If there's one thing I think this movie deserves enormous credit for is that nobody's done that yet. That with this whole crazy 3D craze that nobody said, well, what do we start in 2D and when the shit gets real, 3D. Yeah. I mean, well, there is a little bit of 3D in the beginning when they do the opening credits. Not opening credits, but when they do the Tron credit. Right. And then it sweeps through the city, and it's basically the exact same camera move right. as in the original Tron. Yeah, but it's still, it, it starts in a grid-like look. Mm-hmm. So it's still, everything in the computer is 3D, and everything yeah. outside is not. So. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I, th- I just thought that was pretty awesome. That was very, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's rare for me to go like in the theater, like, going, fuck, it's like Wizard of Oz, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, other people thinking about make, making 3D movies, take a fucking clue. Yeah, yeah. Because this is I the mean, way. This is the way to do it. Yeah, I really, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. 
I really liked it, and I thought it was really cool being able to see it in 3D. Yep. And I'm really glad that I watched the original Tron the night before, because there's a lot of stuff in there. It's like it's good because I I hadn't seen the original Tron probably since I'm gonna guess around 1985 when it first came out on VHS. Okay. Was probably when I saw it, so I did not remember a damn thing about it. So it was nice to be able to recognize. Oh, that's how the very the opening is almost exactly the same and right you know when the Lines. laser when the laser that zaps them into the digitizer thing you know it's like once you see it in there you're like oh, okay here we go yeah you know all that stuff so it's kind of one little things too like the lines like you know repeated lines that's a big door yeah 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 exactly but yeah, yeah they were pretty slavishly devoted to remaking a lot of the stuff that was in the original as far as you know like the flynn's arcade mm-hmm. and the uh you know, the big door and just all that stuff. Yep. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's not perfect. No. But it's definitely better than the original Tron. This is true. Because the original Tron, I mean, it's one of those things. It's it's very similar to how video games are, where there's a lot of video games that people will say are the greatest of all time and most revolutionary and all that. But then when you go back and try and play them, they're not that much fun. Right. That's kind of how Tron is, where it's like, it did a lot of shit way before anyone else did, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it's good. No, it's it's kind and, of the same principle of, I mean, as much as as we and and most anybody who knows anything about film is, it's it's much like two thousand and one. You can you can point to that and go, holy shit! What look what they were doing in the sixties for sci fi, and how it was a whole new game. And then it's like, but do you really want to watch two thousand one every day? Yeah, not, not unless you like going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's just and, not something you're going to watch honestly the whole look like the original Tron even though it did a lot of things it was the first to do you know use computer animation basically in a movie it's reach far exceeded its grasp it was like they were too too ambitious in making it because a lot of it just doesn't work and jumping between the CG and then their whole high contrast black and white that's been hand painted over with all the with all the glowy effects or however you want to put it it's really fatiguing after a while like yeah. i was kind of getting a headache after watching it and just from trying to focus on characters because it comes out as so grainy and it just doesn't look good i mean it's a cool effect but when it's sustained for over an hour eventually you're like oh god this hurts yeah whereas tron legacy feels like everything that they would have done back then had they had the power if they had this kind of technology that we have nowadays right and i i just read something in in reading the uh some of the trivia a lot of the, the or i think all the lighting effects on the suits were practical yeah i figured they would be which is which is great because it works so well and of oh, course yeah. it, you know it's not cg'd over well and um, it's a lot easier to deal with lighting yeah when you have practical lighting right. on everybody yeah and it god it just looks so good that's yeah. everything about this movie looks really, really good with the exception of one thing that I'm going to take umbrage at or however you phrase that. Is that robot bridges? Yes. Robo bridges was not very good. Yeah. He yeah, looks, you, you know, the strange thing is, is like he didn't, he didn't stand out as much in actuality as I thought he was going to in the trailers. Like he wasn't nearly as distracting to me as I felt like he was going to be from seeing the trailers. It's pretty distracting to me. Yeah. I but mean, he feels like, when you when you play a lot the of video mouth, games, yeah, the mouth doesn't quite match up, and and his hair, the way his hair would bob, was to me what was most distracting. 
yeah. it just it seemed too unnatural and when when you play video games like we do he looks like a cg rendered cutscene, like the way that they try yeah. and do them these days yeah, where it was they may be super high res renderings yeah. i mean yeah i mean it's not to knock it but it's kind of i think it's kind of it's reached the uncanny, uncanny valley part of it where it's yeah, like it's so close to looking right that it, it doesn't look right right yeah but the thing is, is like yeah I think that if there was one thing about him that looked a little weird was his mouth movement. It's like he kind of had a wasn't he right. just kind of had like a stiff upper lip. But I mean, Jeff, actual Jeff Bridges kind of does that too. Mm-hmm. It still bit. looked unnatural. Yeah, but I, mean, was... I just think it's it's somebody like Jeff Bridges has kind of a weird face. Uh, well, not face, but just like a weird way that he talks, like a weird way that he holds his mouth when he talks. And I think that yeah. just translated. And they captured make, some of that, but it it just yeah. doesn't it doesn't look right. Well, no, it just like, like mm-hmm. I said, I think if it had been someone who you know, very clearly enunciates their words, you know, and it's like, you know, as opposed to Jeff Bridges, but probably wouldn't have been as noticeable, you know? Yeah. I mean, we never saw, you know, CG version Bruce Boxleitner. Well, you know? yeah, it was only kind of in long shot. Yeah. So, I mean, they never really showed him, but, uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't really say anything up close that you could really mm-hmm. get. But, you know, again, he, he looks markedly different. From how he did 1982. I mean, he was a good yeah. bit older than I think Jeff Bridges in 1982. Anyway, so yeah, he just seems like he's doing a uh, a Michael Douglas impersonation now. <laughs> he even sounded like Michael right. Douglas, yeah. So in the beginning, because yeah, I mean, I the everything in Tron Legacy, like as far as the action scene goes, action scenes go, I thought were really good. Just really cool uses, like of because I mean, it's it's just funny by comparison to see the games that they play in the original Tron yeah. versus how they do them in this one where it's like, okay, yeah. I can see what the, what the hell they were going for way back then. Sure. So, and it's... Oh, yeah, that light cycle sequence was pretty fucking Ooh, awesome. It was pretty... Yeah. I mean, I, that, the fact that it was, you know, three-dimensional up, down, all around yeah. was Ooh, pretty man. damn awesome. Yeah, having the ramps that mm-hmm. had different levels of... I want to play... Tron Legacy, the video game. I yeah, no, you don't. I've heard <laughs> it's not. I mean, I've heard <laughs> it's no, not. Yeah, no, I know I that know. makes you want to play. It, I know. Yeah. I want to. I want to play the video game that is like directly lifted from the movie. I want. Actually, I, I should say, I want to play in that world. Yeah, <laughs> I want to go there. Yes. Yeah, and I don't even have to paint myself blue. Yeah, I mean, but I. The few complaints I could have is that it gets very Matrixy. With the whole, here's a lot of stuff that a lot of mumbo jumbo, big words, kind of, kind of the pseudoscience explanation for what's going on and everything. And it's kind of one of those things where it's almost feels like when they wrote it, they're like, if we can confuse everybody, they, they'll kind of just go with it, you know? So, and that's, it just, it felt very much like the later Matrix movies did where it was a lot of stuff that I was like, yeah, I really don't care about this, you know? Yeah. But, and that's a lot of Jeff Bridges the stuff he has to do. Yeah. yeah, but I enjoyed the crap out of like, you know, dude Yoda that he played. God, it, this, that, this that just, also bothered me a little bit. Really? It was a What's little that? bit, I don't know, it he felt was, a little too much dude. Yeah, there was a bit of Lebowski yeah. in him. That's just I think Mackie and I were, I know, but, I know, but, Mac, but that, I think but that and I wasn't really about. there in the first one. No. Yeah, well, yeah maybe not. Man. You know? And it doesn't seem to be dude. there when he's, you know, when they have the flashback scenes where, the kid is you know where his son is like 10 years old yeah but, but what know. i'm realizing is jeff bridges always makes any movie better by being there generally speaking sure i mean i'm I mean, trying I mean, to think of anything that that's the thing i'm trying to i'm trying to think of anything where i'm like oh god he was terrible on that and then like 
The only thing that even comes remotely close is where it feels like he was vaguely phoning it in was Men Who Stare at Goats, which I happened to see recently. But I mean, otherwise, I wasn't crazy. Otherwise, about it's just Iron like, Man, the first one, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I forgot all about yeah. that. Yeah, that's yeah, you're probably right there. But otherwise, man, like I loved him in this. I'm sorry. Like, even though he was very Lebowski like, mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome. And then just the whole the whole one line where where he tells the kid he's messing with his zen was just like the best laugh <laughs> that was movie. pretty pretty great that's what i'm saying i mean, I, I dug yoda dude or whatever you want to call him yeah. that's pretty much what he was doing mm-hmm. yeah but so much good action stuff um olivia, olivia wilde looks hot woo, i didn't recognize her i didn't i mean i've, I've watched probably more episodes of house than either of you two combined mm-hmm. but if it's uh, more than one then yes yeah but uh i didn't even i didn't even recognize her She's actually, I should say one or more. Hot. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever. I've watched about half an episode. Smoking hot well, in this movie, dude. The uh, smoking hot in general, but the ugh. the chick all in white that was like the assistant to the Zeus guy. Oh yeah, the holy um, god, one of the sirens. I think yeah. they were. But of course, then you see her in real life, and you're like, mm. I got to figure out which one that was. Make her up name's, those good Her name's Bo something. Bo. Because she played Jim in the movie and the holograms. Yes. Sweet. That was that the one. first thing I thought when she said, I'm Jim. I'm like, yeah. so what, what, did, what did you guys think of uh, Michael Fahey's character? The guy who ran the bar? Oh. The David Bowie, Ziggy Stardust. Totally over the top. Ass. Hilarious. Yeah. Or yeah, whatever his name yeah. is. <laughs> Fahey. What else? Uh, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Fahey? Yeah. Yeah. Wrong guy. No, Michael Sheen? Yeah. Michael no, Sheen. I, yeah I, was, I was pretty I entertaining. Like I, I like characters like that. I see it's like he could have very easily fallen into exactly being the... um the fuck is his name from the second Matrix? The, the, the Merovingian. Mer- yeah, Merovingian. Yeah. He could have exactly done that, but I like that he was the, the over the top. Because, I mean, this is... See, no? I got a very Ruby Rod vibe off of him. Oh, it wasn't, that, it wasn't that bad. No. I know he wasn't that bad, but he was pushing it. But see, I love Ruby, <laughs> I love Ruby Rod. Coming! Coming, Ellis! Yeah. Coming, Ellis! See, that... Oh, God, <laughs> sorry. It, that, are... That's like, I, I want the Phantom edit... Of Fifth Element that removes him. Oh, God, I'm like, no. I'm like, I no, want no, that no. version with him gone. No, because that's like, I love that movie until he shows up, and then I just, I want to shut it off every time I'm with it, a hundred percent. See, and that, and that's the kind of character though that I think Zeus or whatever his name is mm-hmm. is Ziggy Stardust is. But he's he he's, he's one of those where bad. people either love him or they hate him. I thought he was fun. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. See, I'm I, I don't know that I'm as high on Tron Legacy as you guys. I mean, like I really liked it, but I didn't. I mean, it's not it's not anywhere near top ten, but it was. Yeah, no, yeah. I just I mean, it's like it's. it's, well, I mean, it's like, had a right to be. It's a fun movie that I think wants to be more than it is. Yeah, but it's best when it just sticks to doing fun stuff. My problem is, and I'll I'll see it in some way, shape, or form. But it's one of those like I judge a lot of movies by do I want to buy this when it comes out, and part of me is like. I don't know that I do. I mean, I feel like I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to feel gypped and I'm just going to be like, yeah, that was really fun. It was in 3d and great big screen. And my bowels were rumbling. Thunderous bass. Yeah. God, that IMAX theater. Yeah. This is even like, Oh my God. I did not expect orange sound to be that good. Yeah, so yeah. we went back to the there, there was theater. one point where there's like just a bass drop or whatever that I when was the like, little collector or whatever they're called. Yeah. They're coming down there and it just, I, I thought I I thought they had installed rumble seats because it yeah. was it was literally it was shaking my buttons. Yeah, bowel yeah. shaking earthquakes of of doubt, doubt and remorse. Doubt and remorse. Yeah. But I will say, um, 
one thing that has been a good thing about the whole 3D revolution mm-hmm. is that when you film in 3D, you realize you can't do quick porn supremacy cuts. Oh, you yeah. You can't do Paul Greengrass cuts. You have to hold the action longer. And I love good. that because it because because <laughs> your eyes basically can't focus that fast and it just makes you throw it, up. Yeah, it gives you horrible headaches and all that if you do f- cuts are too fast. So I love that this movie had so many longer takes of the action and that they didn't try to hide stuff with fast edits. It's like you have to show the guys, you know, jumping around and doing stuff. You can't just yeah. jump cut, jump cut, jump cut, jump cut to hide guys who haven't been trained to do the action properly. Yeah. Um, did we get a did we get an identity disc to the face? Because we were I think we were talking I, I about that. that we'd, we would be very happy if they cheesed it up just for the identity disc to the face of the moviegoers. You mean like thrown, uh, thrown directly at us? Yeah. No, I don't I, think so. I don't think there was one. I think there was one like one of the ones that went through a, a dude kind of came down and went off screen down because okay, there was yeah. one where like you know it's coming right at you and dude blows up in all the little boxes. Dereses. Yeah. Yeah. The only real those effects were awesome. The only real hey, this is coming right at your face thing we even saw the whole night. I think was in the Pirates of the Caribbean trailer when oh, the yeah, the, chick the stabs the through the door. Yeah, and this S word comes. Uh, we and had it, some, and it looked terrible. Yeah. There were some, um, one of the trailers, there were some rocks coming at the screen and it was just hideous. Yeah. It's about halfway and they all start to fuzz out on me. Yeah. So I'll, st- I'll say two things about this. Number one, if you like Olivia Wilde, just check back with me in a year. <laughs> I think we're about to get overloaded with her. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, well, she's in what Cowboys and Aliens yeah too. like a bunch of things like click on her filmography you'll see what I'm talking about hey, she's, she's about to Seth Rogen it up yeah she's hot um, but um where the hell did, who the hell is this director one two three four <laughs> she's did got four look? movies coming up in 2011 I, I want to know who the fuck this guy is all I know is he's remaking Black Hole next but it's this his, is his first thing he's ever it, done yeah it's his first movie he's like not even listed Joseph for like Kaczynski. like you know crew stuff it's like who the fuck is this guy let's see let's see like yeah, it's like just dude came out. How, how do you get fucking handed Tron? You know, <laughs> just like that's a good question. I, I think he did a demo reel a maybe. couple years back that they used to gauge the interest in it. Yeah, and I think that's he's a commercial director. That's what it is. I mean, he. I, I just don't know how you get handed fucking Tron as a commercial. Has he director. directed any bitch in commercials? Um. We probably have to check on Wikipedia. The one thing, just the one to thing find you're going to recognize is like not even like directed. Directed. He did the uh, the Gears of War Mad World trailer. You know the one everyone remembers when mm-hmm. shit's blowing up. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. Pretty okay. He also did the Starry Night Halo commercial, which was another famous video game one hmm. for the kids laying you know down watching the stars of Halo Three. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean he's just he's a commercial director. Like how he got handed fucking Tron, <laughs> whatever big ass yeah, budget that know. had. But yeah, yeah, enormous. But yeah, uh, how much yeah. did this this movie cost? Mm, you don't want to know. I actually a I did. One hundred and seventy million. That's not bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean I, every, every dollar of it showed up on screen. That's actually, for sure. IMDb says estimated three hundred million. Whoa, that's that's expensive. Really? That's got to be with marketing and everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that's that's what IMDb saying. Wow. Because it's they marketed the. I don't fuck think out they're going to make that back. <laughs> International, I bet they do. They and only made forty-four million this weekend. That's not a strong opener for a three hundred million dollar budget movie. 
Yeah. It was number one. People <laughs> I know, will continue was, to see it. I know. I'm just saying. Like, and DVDs. Maybe it'll have a bigger second weekend with Christmas. Who knows? You know, It might. It could actually be one of those that does. All the Jews going to see Tron. Because <laughs> 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 they don't have anything to do on Christmas. Everything's closed except yeah, movie lots theaters. Lots of people go to that movies on Christmas. All the Quonsites, too. Yeah. And the Canadians. Is that what they're called? Quonsites? I don't know. Quan- no, no, no. It's not a religious thing. Quonsakers. Well, Kwanzaa is not really a religion thing. It's more oh. of a culture thing. So, oh, hmm. all these the persons more you know. who don't celebrate Christmas but celebrate Kwanzaa. Yeah. Anyway, I would recommend seeing Tron yeah. Legacy in the theater. Definitely in the yep. theater. Three D, three D, if possible. Like I said, I'm not trying to be down on it. I'm just saying, like, I don't think I'm ever going to bring this experience home until three D TVs are good, not shit, and yeah. not it's cheap. Four thousand dollars. Yeah. So. Which, hey, one day, you know, fine. I'm, I'm fine with it. If, if things are going to go 3D and be good, I'm okay with it. If I don't have to buy $80 glasses. Right. So. One day. One day when yeah. shit goes holograms, you know, yep. it'll be pretty cool to revisit this one. Yeah. Um, In the holodeck. Speaking of 3D real quick, apparently. Olivia Wilde. Yeah. Um, apparently, uh, our local real IMAX uh-huh. is going 3D in 2011. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. Just in time for the end of the world. Yep. Sweet. We'll have time for the new Transformers. Yes. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so... What else did we see? Dialing it down a notch on the grandiose scale, I guess I'm going to talk Black Swan. Yeah, you went and saw that right before Tron. I did. Tron. Tron, I thought it was going to be a triple feature day, but just a double feature day. Mm -hmm. Because we were going to podcast yesterday. Yeah, I, I... didn't even realize it was out in town until I was looking at times for Tron Legacy, and I said, hey, Black Swan's out. Yep. And then I didn't get to go see it, but Ooh. I am curious to hear what you think. Okay, so... do you like Aronofsky's other stuff? Yes. The only thing I've not made it through is The Fountain, mm-hmm. which apparently I should, but I, I, think I, I think I tried to watch it one time when I was like stressed out or tired or something and it was just like no no can't do this whatever this mm-hmm. is right now just yeah his movies you got to be awake yeah. for him you got to be well yeah i think ready for an of, experience yeah. kind of that you have to keep track i of. actually kind of had to psych myself up a little bit for back black swan i was like i'm a little worried i'm not in the right mind frame i was like slap 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 you know let's okay just be prepared <laughs> it could go the wrestler where it's kind of sort of almost normal or it could go requiem for a dream we don't know now, you said when I met you at the theater, mm-hmm. um, I said, so you saw Black Swan when you told me that. And mm-hmm. I, I said, how was it? And you said, oh, it was interesting. It's definitely interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm trying to think what to say without spoiling it. But my joke earlier, like basically what we were wanted, what we were summarizing uh jack frost to be about one boy's descent to madness yeah that's what black swan is <laughs> one boy's descent into one madness. girl's descent into one, madness. Gr- one ballerina's descent into madness um it's i think i think one one group of people got up and walked out and that's not bad for this movie because this movie is not for everybody it's not for most people in fact it's, what sort of people were they that walked out? I don't know. It just looked like ra- random people. It was like two ladies. I don't. I don't know. Well, let's go see the ballerina movie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Aronofsky got him. Yeah. <laughs> All he did, I did the movie about ballerinas. <laughs> right. I was a dancer when I was young. Let's go see it. Why is she it's early on the, feathers out of her skin? <laughs> it's early on the Sunday. 
Yeah. We'll be fine. So, we'll get all the shownies afterwards. There's something that Aronofsky does really well, and that's... Run old ladies out of theaters. That too. But they weren't old. I didn't say they never said they were old. Now they are. They are now. Um, is almost make you enjoy feeling uncomfortable. I mean, that's... It, like, if you've, if you've made it through Requiem for a Dream, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Ass to ass. Yeah. I mean, it's... And it's a different kind of uncomfortable. Like, it's not like... There's part about a Requiem for a Dream where it's like, well, it's a little bit of comeuppance. I mean, because this is everything going horribly wrong for these people that have made bad choices. This is more like... This is more like you feel really sorry for Natalie Portman's character because it's all circumstantial to her environment. Um, she lives with her mother still, and her mother is like failed ballerina, so she's going to put all the weight on her to be top ballerina. Like mm. probably happens a lot. Yeah. And so she lives with this is like this weird stunted growth woman lives at home with her mom, you know, is super overprotective slash a little bit psychotic. Mm-hmm. And she kind of gets thrown into the lead role of Swan Lake kind of thing, just probably when she wasn't exactly ready for it. So it's just it's about this descent into madness, basically, that she goes through. And yeah, it just it it's the little touches that just make you feel uncomfortable. That it's like I think I'm enjoying this, but oh, you know, because <laughs> yeah. there's this whole thing with um apparently her her mom's like obsessive compulsive about her fingernails because like, I guess she has this thing where she'll obsessively compulsively scratch at something, you know, and just keep mm-hmm. going and going and going. So her mom's like always grabbing her hands and, you know, snipping her fingernails, you know, for her and stuff. And it's just like, I, maybe it's just me. I have like, it's one of my things in life, like things to do with clipping fingernails. It's like, I have this paranoia about, you know, cutting too short or you know things like mm-hmm. that. And it's just like that movie was like, Oh, <laughs> at several points where it's like, that was made specifically for you. Darren Aronofsky knew that. Yeah. But yeah, He's it's like, just, I'm going to get that Harlow bastard. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I had like an additional level of discomfort. It's like fingernails and eyes are like the two things with me. Like don't fuck with them. But, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, no, it's, it's really, it's, it's really a really good movie. And I think, I think this is the, I think this is the time that they give Natalie Portman an Oscar. Really? Yeah. She deserves an Oscar for the physical abuse that she took for this role. She twisted a rib. She mm-hmm. had a concussion. Dancing all the fucking time. Well, you know, it's just it's that kind of thing where I'm, I'm trying to think of like what other forces are in work when it comes to picking Oscars. You know, as far as you know, who's been snubbed, who's going to get one for something they didn't deserve. Yeah. But I I think this is her time. Like I think this is you know, there's been enough buzz around this that. Yeah, I just think it's her time. It, it's kind of it's a weirdly sexual role, which usually plays well for females getting Oscars. You know, sadly as it is, Halle um, Berry. Yeah. Um. So I just, you know, I think this is going to be the time that she gets it, and I think it's and I think it's well deserved. Mila Kunis, holy crap! I, I take back like pretty much everything I ever said about her <laughs> from this movie alone. Really? Yeah. I mean, is that good? Yeah. And she's she's great in it, and yeah, I I almost feel stupid for having ever made fun of her. Yeah, really? maybe she just took you know it took the right role, right director, or whatever. But yeah, good stuff. And um, Vincent Cassell, good, weird, kind of uh, awkward person as always. Like, mm-hmm. kind like of everything he seems to yeah. be in. Mm-hmm. Like, so he seems like the greasy French guy as always. We oui. so yeah, no, I I I really really enjoyed it. It's 
it's an extreme mind fuck movie, but yeah, it's it's really good in the the last act is so goddamn good <laughs> it's like really? for everything they put you through earlier in the movie it's like it's a nice payoff ending of of awesome weirdness and everything else so yeah if it's in your city and you don't mind a little weirdness in your in your movie fuck yeah in your in your movie diet go for it and hey and if you need a if you need extra co- uh coaxing to go see it natalie portman mila kunis lesbian scene i'm just saying I am so there. <laughs> so there you're saying you they make out. They may do uh, that more and than make more. out. So, just saying. It's there. Doing a little scissor kick action. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't feel like dancing and they no. might have done other things. Oh! Ass you see what I did there? Ass. See what I did there? The scissor sisters? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh! Anyway. Anyway. So, yeah, I, I'm going to need to see that. Yeah. I don't know if I'll make it to the theater to see I it. I think though. you should. Um, Clint Mansell, holy crap, dude! I, I, when we were talking, we were talking soundtracks. I don't know how we didn't bring him up, but that dude is awesome. I mean, yeah. it's, it's weird because it's like part based on you know the Swan Lake music, but then it's just like taken to this whole weirder it's backwards. Yeah, it's it's strange and weird and awesome soundtrack, mm-hmm. and I, I just think it plays really well in the theater. And and uh, apparently, Aronofsky, I, I, we were having this conversation earlier, Becky and I, about. Aronofsky's films and like his choice of film stock and things like that. Um, and apparently he mixed it up like big time on this movie. Like there's part shot in 35 part shots in 16 millimeter part shot with like, you know, Canon Mark seven D's and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> digital cameras and weird shit. So yeah, there's a lot of different weird looks to this movie, but I think for the most part it, it plays really well. I wonder if that's like intentional or budgetary. Cause apparently the budget was really tight for this one. Hmm. I don't know. I couldn't say. Hmm. I know he favors 16 millimeter film, super 16, when he probably shouldn't. Yeah. It's it's like a weird choice. He likes grainy, maybe just, grainy low budget looking. Maybe he just likes it, yeah. But the only th- other thing I want to say about that experience is seeing the trailer in the theater for the first time. I had not s- sought this trailer out, but uh, Terrence Malick's Tree of Life. I know this movie is not going to be for 90% of the population, but holy shit. That yeah, is I the know. most beautiful goddamn trailer I think I've ever seen. I, which, yeah. which wait, which movie? It's Terrence Malick. He's the guy who did um, the Thin Red Line, Badlands, Badlands. Uh, what's the other recently one? Days of did, Heaven. And, yeah, recently he did the New World. Yeah, which which I haven't seen, but I parts of it I saw. I wasn't exactly my thing. Yeah, which is kind of I was kind of over Colin Farrell at that point, but yeah. Well, with his movies, it's almost like you can put them on mute. Yeah, <laughs> just watch this trailer. Holy shit! I. It, it's almost it's it almost did Black Swan a disservice to show that trailer ahead of it because Aronofsky has this way it's like he does really interesting things with the camera but his movies just look dirty like I mean they're yeah. grainy and whether that's his his directorial or you know I'm sure it it, is. it's his choice to have them look that way they're just they look dirty it's like he'll do interesting things with light and shadow and colors and things like that but it, seeing this and just seeing you know the incredible cinematography that's going on in in the tree of life is holy crap. Emmanuel Lubetsky, Lubetsky, the big Lubetsky. <laughs> yeah. Emmanuel Lubetsky, who's the cinematographer of tree of life did children and men. And I, I want to have my balls ripped out and replaced with their camera lenses. I want to see the world <laughs> that looks like that. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. But, uh, What's the, what, what is the movie about? I don't know. That's the it's thing. It's kind of like, like, from what I understand, it's, 
Um, this kid grows up with kind of this distant, abusive father who's Brad Pitt, and then oh he, yeah, he went from all up, pretty. Like I'm, I'm watching yeah. the trailer and went from all pretty and like flowers and butterflies, and then Brad yeah, well, Pitt he, just he slapped the up, shit out of the kid. Yeah, he grows up to be Sean Penn. Oh fuck! Aloha, Mister Hand. That's what he said when he got slapped. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But no, but Terrence Malick, like, I love his movies just because you're, you know, you're going to see something beautiful. Yeah. Like, you're just going to look at, you're going to see at least one or two shots in it that you're just going to be like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a bunch of shots in this movie. Yeah. Just, if you, yeah. if you have like, ever seen. If there's anything he knows how to do, it's to make a movie look just gorgeous. Yeah. If you ever want to see one of the, I think one of the most beautiful movies ever made, it, uh, just visually speaking is if you haven't ever seen days of heaven uh, yeah. that is a i mean of all of his movies that uh, that one's just the hu- most huge sweeping shots one i mean badlands has some of that where they're mm-hmm. out in the cornfields and things like that but days of heaven well, jesus thin red line has a ton of oh, that stuff too i know but it's you know it's also still surrounded by war so there's not a lot of sweeping mm-hmm. stuff as much as there is. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying there's days of, plenty of shots looking up at the tree canopy. Yeah. Yeah. Which, days days know, of heaven is, you know, is going to be there. beautiful, beautiful movie. So highly yeah. recommend that one. We like Terrence Malick. Yep. He is Bamcast approved. <laughs> at least two out of three Bamcast recent yeah. approved. BJ maybe would approve if he's seen any of them. We don't um, I've seen thin red line, uh, yeah. but I can't remember anything from it. Yeah, it's a very. And it I, suffered. I saw it it suffered from coming out a few months after um, Saving Private Saving Ryan. Private yeah, Ryan. everyone was We're like, in, "All right, more Saving Private Ryan." And, like, and the way no, they advertised no. it too was yeah. like, hey, "It's yeah. got George Clooney in it and Nick Nolte and all these people." Yeah. And, and then Penn. it's like, and, and George Penn. Clooney is literally in it for forty-five seconds, right. you know. And and he had entire storylines with guys where he'd have like you know half an hour worth of footage of them that could have been in the movie. That's just he's like, "No, it doesn't work." Gone. Yeah. You know, and then they end up just focusing on the lesser known stars of the movie, or at least at that time they were lesser known because I think yeah. Jim, Jim Caviezel was one of the one of the main dudes. Yeah, I, I wish I could say somehow see this trailer in the theater, but yeah, just don't watch it's it on like shoot. your iPod or your you know your twelve inch laptop or something like that. At least figure out a way to put it on at least a forty inch screen or something. I mean, mm-hmm. if you've got it in your power, just find a way. But yeah, not having seen it ahead of time, it's like I almost don't. I don't want to watch trailers anymore. Uh, like not in the theater. That's what that trailer did to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's about all I have to say about that. That was my, my black swan experience. Swan, Tron, Swan, Tron, 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 Swan. See, it was a pretty good week at the, uh, at the theater. Yeah. Pretty good day at the theater. I should say. Good for me. Yeah. And I watched a little bit of the, uh, a team directors cut. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not much. I didn't see anything that I didn't see before. I was busy doing nerd stuff. Nerd stuff. Yeah, but my my sister bought it for my father. He enjoyed it. We're getting my father manned up again. He's manning right. back up. Mom's back home, so dad's manning up. You need to borrow the Expendables, or do you already have it? I don't have it. Well, there you go. But that's I'll what probably you, borrow it. The time has come. Is it on the Razor Blue? It is. It, it is. is. You're damn right. All right. Should we wrap up? Get out of here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it seems seems you like the time's gone by Merry fast. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes. Happy Merry Christmas, f- everyone. Happy Festivus. Happy Kwanzaa. Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Boxing Day. Flying Spaghetti Monster Celebration. Yeah. Whatever it is. Let me take a look at the calendar. There might be another holiday coming up. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Not. We don't care about the others. Because right. we say Happy Annika, but it's already over. So. Oh, it is? Yeah. It started like the beginning of the month. Oh. All right. Rock so, on. contact information time, yep. sir. Website. PMFcast.com. Email. 
BMF at BMFcast.com. Twitter. Twitter.com slash BMFcast. Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMFcast. Like us. Tell your friends. iTunes. Search for the Bad Movie Fiends podcast or BMFcast. Subscribe, rate, review, tell all your friends. Listen. And finally, the most important thing you can ever do, much like Travis and Clint did this week, the BMFcast phone Garfield hotline. 910-5-JOCKS-BMF, 910-556-9263. Call us, and we can nearly guarantee that you will probably, most likely, almost assuredly be featured on the BAMFCast in the second half. Sweet. And you can tell your mom all about it. And we're, we're going to reissue the uh, challenge. We have a lot of movies. A glut, a grip. A metric fuck ton of movies. Metric grip. In the uh, a metric queue. fuck grip. We need... We need suggestions for second half talks. It, you know, it could be a question. It could be a topic suggestion. Just anything, you know, challenges. You know, if you want us to watch a, a good movie and talk about it, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm open for things in the second half. If you've got a good idea, throw it out there. And we'll do it. Should you do that and we select something, we were going to, we swear we're going to make a list of, uh, as soon as one happens, we're going to make a list, put it up on the website of the, good movies we have available on dvd that we will send out to you as bribery for Mm -hmm. second half content right so let's get the fuck out of here yes and go enjoy some eggnog yeah hell yeah it is eggnog bread mazel tov right or something i don't know shalom so i'm harlow i'm mackie and i'm the beach and love each other it's fucking christmas dudes yeah yeah, so have a Merry Christmas, everybody. And Happy New Year. And don't watch Jack Frost to celebrate. 